It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Man, I'm so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, man. Anything's yeah. possible. Rainy days. Jump shot fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it like when Tatum play a Jalen on the breakaway or Kyrie when he make a trade and nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth that after you play it, you got to repeat. So in depth, they might do an hour about the D-League. So in depth, you probably should pay him, but it's a freebie. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King locked on trying to get the 18th ring. And well wishes go to Gordon. Listen, after every game is very important, Millie. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for making this part of your daily routine, Monday through Friday. We are here for you wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, heading into the weekend. Thank you for making us part of your daily routine. I am John Corrales, the one Rain and Jay here tonight because we're doing a special crossover podcast with Locked On Spurs and my good friend, Jeff Garcia. How's it going, Jeff? I'm doing great. I'm excited for tonight's uh, showdown in the Alamo City, where uh, I think they're going to put a number six next to you you guys' name, and six meaning six straight losses in the Alamo City. (laughs) Not so fast. Uh, (laughs) So here's what we're doing, guys. This is We're recording this show right now. We're going to put this show. This is the Lockdown Celtics show. What you don't know yet is we've already done a show. Jeff and, I, Jeff and I have already recorded a nice, tidy, half-hour Locked On Spurs. So we're, you're listening to our show, and if this is the only podcast you listen to, that's fine. But I would highly recommend that when you're done with this, go find the latest Locked On Spurs podcast, because that is a separate half-hour, a different half-hour of me and Jeff talking about things, a little more from the San Antonio perspective, but breaking down the game. But we're, we're doing this, so I would highly recommend going to Lockdown Spurs. And hell, while you're there, you might as well subscribe because Jeff does a lot of work. And the Spurs, honestly, are basically the Celtics West and the one team that pretty much I've always respected. That's, I, and I feel safe in saying that I can, I can sort of be a Spurs fan without jeopardizing any of my other allegiances. Like <laughs> I, I can, it's not like, you know, I'm, I'm not going out there and like, moving to San Antonio, but um, San Antonio Spurs are just an amazing franchise, run extremely well, highly, highly respected. Just They just do – there's nothing to hate about that franchise. So, uh, you know, I, I just – I love when these guys play. It's just yeah. so much fun. I don't think there would be any issue. If for some reason, let's just say you were to go to a Celtics game with a, um, with a Robinson jersey or a Duncan jersey, I think Celtic fans would be like, all right, cool. That's cool, John. No problem. Yeah, I you know I briefly I consider because I I don't have another player's NBA jersey. The only other player's jersey I have is a Giannis Antetokounmpo jersey, but his Greek national team jersey. That's I skirted I skirted things by. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, that's sick. It's really yeah. fun. It's it, I love it. Um, but it's it's my way of like saying like, hey, I've got a player that I really like, but um, I don't have his jersey. But I was briefly. I'm like. Should I get a Duncan jersey? Uh, I, I think he. If I if I got another player's jersey from another team, it might be Duncan. Might be the guy. 
Well, well, what's funny is even before we recorded, you had Celtics fans asking you about Spurs meetups yep. in San Antonio. That yep. just goes to show you exactly how much uh, is uh, pretty okay with the guys in silver and black. Yeah, yeah. But like, there's no, there's no animosity at all. In fact, the Brad yeah. Stevens Popovich love fest is one of my favorite things in basketball. Just the way those oh, two yeah. guys just respect the hell out of each other. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and it it just goes to show. I mean, for me, from my perspective, if if Greg Popovich loves your coach that much, has that much respect, mm-hmm. you got one hell of a coach. So. As well as if we needed another example of why Brad Stevens is awesome, that's <laughs> the the um, the the Popovich love for uh, Stevens is just off the charts, and I'm completely in love with that relationship. Uh, okay, my first question, Jeff, and really the biggest, most important question is: Is anybody <laughs> going to even be at this game? Because it's snowing in San Antonio right now. Does San Antonio even <laughs> oh, no. know how to handle snow? No, they don't. They they really, really, really don't. John, you and I, we lived through blizzards in New York City. Uh, I used to live in Michigan. You used to live in the Boston area. I grew up in the what Boston What we're seeing area, yeah. in San Antonio, yeah, what we're seeing in San Antonio is, I guess, uh, uh, what we considered somebody going out their window throwing confetti everywhere. That's what it feels. That's what, pretty much what it is. I was in Dallas for the All Star Game, and they had literally what two inches of snow that day, like for the beginning of all-star week. And there was two inches of snow that fell my direct flight from Boston to Dallas turned into, I think three or four connecting cities just to (laughs) hopscotch my way across the United States to get into Dallas somehow, because I was, I was there. I had passes for all of the events and it was so ridiculous how Dallas couldn't handle two inches of snow. Texas and snow, I mean, I know it's an aberration, but there's nothing that paralyzes anybody quite like a couple of flakes of snow in Texas. So when I saw that it was snowing in San Antonio, I'm like, oh, we got this in the bag. Boston in the snow, <laughs> they, these guys probably got like cross-country skis. They're going to the game, no problem. Spurs, I don't even know if the Spurs are going to make it. Like they might have four guys no, for no. this game. I think you might see Matt Bonner out in uniform. He <laughs> loves that in the snow. So well, he's um, from New Hampshire. Yeah, um, yeah, he's from New Hampshire. So they've got his old hat. But yeah, uh, San Antonio and snow do not mix. Uh, expect almost the city to be in a shutdown. But if I tell the Spurs fans, hey, go out there because the Spurs are going to kick some booty, and that'd mm-hmm. be green and White booty for six straight wins in San Antonio. They're going to show up. <laughs> NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, 
It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to the game, Jeff. LaMarcus Aldridge is averaging oh, yeah. is averaging his highest points per 100 possessions. His offensive rating is the highest it's ever been in his career. And this was after signing an extension where people were like, really? They're going to extend LaMarcus Aldridge after everything that he's been through? So... Should we be asking him to pee in a cup? What's what's the deal here? <laughs> All right, here's the deal. You know this, and your listeners know what happened over the offseason. The, uh, they wanted to trade uh, LMA, and he was down. He was, hey, let's just do this. It ain't working out. Uh, but before I get to what transpired to get him to this point, I still want to go further back. Last season, I get it. I get it. He didn't step up when needed, but he – you look at his stats overall, they weren't that horrible. Yes, they weren't what he's doing right now. Yes, they weren't doing what he did in his first year in San Antonio. But they were still not too shabby. 17 uh, points per game, uh, double-figure rebounding, okay shooting from the field. Keep this in mind. Kawhi Leonard was playing at an NBA MVP level. You cannot tell me that, that everything is going to start and begin with him. The offense flows through him. The defense flows through him. He's the first option. Plays are made for him. LaMarcus was secondary, and I mean secondary. He got his touches, but they weren't enough. You uh, you you factor in also, too, Parker had a resurgence in the uh, postseason. He was arguably the second best player for the San Antonio Spurs in the playoffs last year before he went down. You're looking at that, plus him not really ever getting to a rhythm because of how insanely Kawhi Leonard was playing. Recall, Kawhi Leonard had a string of 30-plus point game outings in a row. So that's to tell you how hot he was last year. Then all of a sudden, Parker goes down. Then all of a sudden, Kawhi goes down. Then everybody's looking at the pop. And the coach like, oh, LMA, you're up. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hang on here, you know? Okay, hang on. Let me, let me get my rhythm. I think I think you what you saw last year was a whirlwind. Uh, hurricane of, of sorts of things just not really fitting well for him so obviously that left a bad taste in his mouth the fans were um, uh, having cries he needs to get out of here he didn't feel wanted he didn't feel loved yes i know the whole history in portland but maybe he felt that so boom the rumors started popping up and uh, they were legit and then the uh, draft last year the spurs wanted to move up in the in the draft to target josh jackson didn't happen he stayed a spur okay so Pop and give him that extension, which, by the way, hindsight now, it's not too bad now. <laughs> and uh, they had a heart-to-heart, cleared the air. Let's get you going. Fast forward now to this season. 
Kawhi's still on the mend, not from the ankle injury, but from a mysterious thigh injury that nobody in San Antonio can figure out. And they're so confounded as to why he can't get better. So everything starts with the Marcus Aldridge now. Now he's the focal point, at least for now. And now you're seeing him bloom into what uh, he was projected to be when the Spurs signed him a few years ago. So I get it. His numbers were not great last year. They were okay. And I get it. In the West Finals, you don't step your game up and you're going to get backlash. And that's going to leave a little mental kind of ding in your head. In the offseason, we have time to sit back and think about what just happened. So good thing uh, that Popovich is Popovich. <laughs> they had a uh, meeting of the minds. They cleared the air. Um, they gave him a nice little raise and make him feel a little more loved. And uh, they got things uh, going with him to start the season. Now, the big question is that nobody's talking about outside of San Antonio. And it's starting to now is, uh-oh, Kawhi's coming back. And uh, just going to ask you that. Yeah. I was just going to ask you that. Is there a concern with Kawhi coming back after everything that you've said? I, I think there's a mild concern. Um, and it's, it's, it's going to be an organic adjustment. And what I mean by that is there, you know, pop, you, your listeners know what's going on in San Antonio. Popovich doesn't just throw players into the fire like that. Look what they're doing with Parker. You know, he's averaging maybe 10, 11, 12 points a game right now. And you, and that's with Parker, an older player. Now, here comes Kawhi, who's in the thick of his prime right now, and he's a franchise player. Popovich is not going to, okay, Kawhi, you're back. Great. Put 25 points a night, 25 minutes a night. That ain't going to happen. So it's going to be a slow progress. I think um, LMA is still going to be the focal point. Even when Kawhi gets back, you see the two hanging out on the bench, Kawhi in street clothes, LMA in uniform. They're chatting it up. They're laughing. I think Kawhi's looking at what just is going on for the Spurs without him and what LMA is doing right now. If Kawhi's a competitor, I'm sitting back and I'm and if I'm Kawhi, I'm sitting back and you know what? That's working. I'm only going to enhance it, but I'm not going to try to fix it broken. So I think it's going to be an even distribution. I think Lamarcus is, and that's the thing. It's not just Lamarcus. The entire roster is going to be adjusting. Powell spoke about it post-game and a few games ago. Popovich just talked about it recently. They are fully aware that when Kawhi comes back, the entire team is going to be adjusting. Look this. You have a guy like Kyle Anderson who's averaging career high in stats across the board. He's going back to the bench. He's going back. Rudy Gay having a phenomenal uh, beginning season with the Spurs coming off the Achilles. His number is going to get reduced, and it's going to trickle down. But this is a good thing to have. Imagine that, John. They tell you, John, your coach, John, Coach Corrales. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard, he's coming back tomorrow. I don't know if that can be a problem. You'd be, hell no. Whoa, welcome arms again. Yeah. Come on back. If you guys, yeah. if you so guys this, really are afraid of what. Yeah, if, I was going to say, if you guys really are afraid of how Kawhi is going to affect the team, you can yeah. trade him to us. We, <laughs> we have no problem. Uh, just we'll we'll package, you know, a couple of guys. It's not a problem. We'll you know give you we'll give you a draft pick. It's we'll work something out. Yeah, not a problem. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty you're sure probably, you guys got. You I probably think need be some very bench generous. help. You probably need some bench help. We'll give you. But, we got a couple you know, guys off the bench that not a problem. You know, you know what? Knowing Danny Ainge, knowing Danny Ainge, he might be. Well, I don't know if I want to give up my picks now. I don't know. <laughs> Do you take a second round pick? Hey, uh, but you're anyway. talking about a guy who just traded Isaiah Thomas and the Brooklyn Nets pick away. So let's let's uh, you know let's give Danny Ainge some credit. Uh, All right, but no, but so so but this is this is a good problem to have. I don't think it'll impact him that much. Is it? Are his numbers going to drop a little bit? Yes, they are. Um, but it's still the way uh, LMA is playing right now. He's he, he hasn't been hurt. Knock on wood. He's, he's scoring bunches. And think about this too. In their recent win over Miami, they had eight guys in double figures. Eight guys in double figures. And I think that. That's a good thing to have. LaMarcus only scored 18 points in that win. Didn't play that much. The Spurs pretty much took over late in the fourth. He got some rest. I think this is a situation where, hey, Kawhi's coming back. Number two is coming back. Yay! Let's uh, roll and let's see what we can do and build on the 17-8 and eight record. Okay, let's... Uh... Let's move on to the newly acquired Rudy Gay. How's he? How do you guys uh, been feeling about Rudy Gay? Well, uh, let me let me start you off uh, with this little nugget that he told uh, the media in San Antonio yesterday. I'm sorry, a couple of days ago against Miami. Um, he hasn't learned the offense at all yet. He still doesn't know what to do. Really? But yeah, he's, yeah, he pretty much said, "I don't know what I'm doing." Popovich said, "I don't know. I don't know how he's doing it. He's just scoring." He's Popovich literally said. I'm just teaching them how to uh, how to play defense. That's all. This is tells you exactly how much of an offensive uh, juggernaut he can be. And imagine if he didn't have that Achilles heel injury. Uh, he said he's actually learning on the fly. He's winging it offensively. <laughs> uh, no joke. I have a uh, article coming up um, later on today on NewsForSanAntonio.com uh, about that. That <laughs> Rudy Gay admits that he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. On the court, he's learning from the guys. He's just talking to the guys as the games go on. Pop, look, obviously Popovich is doing some instruction, but this just goes to show you how seamlessly Rudy Gay has been fitting in into this uh, Spurs system. Uh, and just what after what a hand twenty plus games are ready for Rudy Gay as a Spur. I like the fact that he's so far uh, what we've seen is bringing stability at the small forward spot and what type of punch he's going to bring off that bench. And then some with Kawhi Leonard through 25 games already. He's averaging 12.2 points per game, 5.3 rebounds, 1.7 assists, about a steal a game shooting 47% from the field in about 23 minutes per game. Get this too. This is just astounding. He ranks second on the team in points per game and third in steals per game. He's already recorded 10-plus points 15 times this season, 20-plus points three times, and he's led the team in steals in eight games. I, I, wow, what, what Achilles steal injury. That's what I say. So, <laughs> And again, this is from a guy who said, who admitted, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing on the offensive end. He said he's just learning. He's just doing it by instinct. So kudos to him. I think uh, Rudy Gay is going to be a uh, it is showing to be one of those under the radar signings. Don't forget the Spurs were linked to Kyrie Irving in the offseason. They were linked to Chris Paul in the offseason and they whiffed on those two things didn't go out and they quote unquote settled for Rudy Gay. I'd take settling for 12.2 points per game and what I just rattled off to you right now anytime. 
Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you don't have Kawhi back for this game. You have him. You have him for the Saturday game, which, whew, I will. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> very happy about that. When you when you made that right now, were you was that uh, on behalf of all Celtics yeah. fans throughout the yeah. world right now? Yeah, I don't want them. I don't want to see them. I know there are people who'd be like, "Yeah, well, we want to play them on full strength." No, we don't. I want to win. <laughs> want to win and it's going to be hard enough to beat the Spurs in San Antonio as it is I don't need Kawhi Leonard screwing it up so all right so the Celtics go in and we are packing a backcourt or a perimeter of Jason Tatum uh, Jalen Brown assuming he starts and his eye is okay and uh, who am I forgetting Uh, oh yeah Kyrie (laughs) Irving that guy. Uh, how, Mr. Garcia, do the Spurs plan on stopping that trio, a very long and very uh, hot shooting and good shooting trio out on the perimeter? How do you well, guys stop that? I'm glad you brought that up. I, I just recently deep uh, dug deep in my uh, wallet right now, and I hired Mr. Miyagi and uh, <laughs> from Karate Kid, and he's going to go visit Kawhi Leonard tonight and yeah. uh, really play a game and just warm his hands up and get that thigh ready. I, no, seriously. Yeah, that is the, the uh, issue that I'm uh, kind of uh, biting my fingernails about headed into tonight's contest. Okay, so you don't have Kawhi Leonard, and you just lost Kyle Anderson. Uh, to uh, an MCL injury, uh, his left knee. Okay, so who do we have left? Danny Green? Great. That's great. I'll take that. Danny Green's one of the best defenders in the league. Then what? Okay, Rudy <laughs> Gay? Serviceable? Serviceable? Okay, he can do it. But you, then you got guys like Bryn Forbes, Tony Parker, who's coming off uh, leg surgery and just been played in five, five games. Patty Mills, who's Listed at 6'1", but I met him in person. He ain't nowhere close to that. Um, yeah, and you got a Brendan, uh, Brendan Paul, who might be the X-Factor on perimeter tonight versus Boston. I see him getting some more minutes. Yeah, John, you're absolutely right. That is an issue that Spurs fans need to keep an eye on and that Celtics fans need to be begging and pleading Stevens to ex- exploit. The Spurs are thin right now uh, defensively in that area on the court. Uh, Kyrie wants to go to the basket. He can do that all night long against Tony Parker. Danny Green wants to slide over to help defend Kyrie Irving. Phenomenal. Boston's probably like, okay, Tatum, uh, who's up? I I think the list goes on and on and on. I expect San Antonio to uh, just show different looks on that perimeter, play a guy like Brendan Paul a little bit more. Uh, Rudy Gay is likely going to start for the injured uh, Kyle Anderson and Kawhi Leonard. So you see him get extended minutes, maybe even a guy like Bryn Forbes to come out, not necessarily to be a defensive stopper, but just to keep their defense honest because Brendan, uh, Brent, I'm sorry, Bryn Forbes can shoot lights out. This may be, as you mentioned on the Locked On uh, segment uh, preview of tonight's game, might be a shootout. And I'm thinking about it. I mean, that could be. Yeah, uh, an X factor that the Spurs could be looking at right now. Okay, fine. We can't stop them. On that area, maybe we just got to outgun them. But I think Pop is going to go to his bread and butter and try to slow this game down and make it a defensive grind. So, wow, yeah, that's a big concern (laughs) for me heading into – that's a really big one. So, 
Because you guys can't play some defense. My the, God. The Celtics can play some defense, and hopefully Jalen Brown is back and his eye is healthy. And um, as I told you on the Locked on Spurs version of the show, he's been grieving the loss of his best friend, and it's been tough. And he's just going to have to go through that process. And so hopefully – from you know, we're talking from a basketball perspective. Hopefully, he's he's getting to a point where he can find some solace on the basketball court. I've said this on the show before. I've shared my stories of also losing a best friend and and going through personal struggles, like we all do. We all have moments in time where things go horribly, and you feel like you're at a low point. My escape was always on the basketball court, whether it was when I was playing or even when I was, you know, well beyond my playing years, I would just grab a, grab a ball and go down to Mm. an empty playground and just shoot. Like that's my safe place. And I'm hoping that Jalen Brown can get to a place himself where he finds that solace, that safe place on the court. And if he does, then the basketball stuff can come back. Now, if the basketball stuff comes back, the, he, he's a guy that just is the linchpin to the entire Celtics defense because he can guard basically any position, one through five, for at least some stretch. He's 6'9". He's he can he he's strong. He he can he he's quick. He's super athletic. He can jump through the roof. So the one weakness he has, as I've mentioned before, is he he does go for up fakes. So if if the Spurs are really paying attention, which they always are, up fakes on Jalen Brown will get him off his feet and, and in early foul trouble. So we'll watch for that. Now here's here's the number that. I think, and I want to. I want to get how much how concerning this is for you. The Spurs are seventeen and eight. They do extremely well at home. However, of their seventeen wins, fourteen have come against teams below five hundred. Against teams five hundred mm. and above, they are three and six. The Spurs are. Meanwhile, the Celtics against teams five hundred or above are nine and three. So they they're thirteen and one and- against below five hundred. But the Celtics have beaten teams that are winning the Spurs largely have struggled against teams who are winning so do you see even though you're at home where you've won most of your games do you see the Spurs struggling against a team as good as Boston oh and by the way Boston has also gone undefeated versus West teams this year yes they have yes they have so yeah I think uh, the Spurs you know 17 and 8 is great I'll take it without Kawhi Leonard Yay, you know, second in the division. <laughs> but yeah, those uh, power teams in the uh, NBA have uh, given the Spurs some fit. I think this is a situation where uh, the Spurs need a signature win. They really haven't had one. Uh, closest I can think of is maybe the uh, comeback against the Thunder uh, when they were down 23 points. But. but they really haven't really had a nice signature win, and I think that they need one. Yeah, they've been beating up on the mediocre teams, the subpar teams, and you got to beat everybody. You, these these wins throughout the season will add up at the end of the season when it comes to playoff positioning. But this Spurs team needs to prove to themselves that with or without Kawhi, with what they got right now, they can 
they can beat this. They can beat the best of the best. Look, you guys are 22 and four, one of the best defenses uh, in the NBA right now. And on the road, it's not even a joke of what Boston is doing. We mentioned this in the other um, show on Locked on Spurs. Boston's 10 and two in the road. They average 103. Uh, 0. 0.6 points per game away from the TD Garden. Oh, and then they have a defensive rating on the road of 97.9. So the Spurs need this one. I think they really, really need this one. Um, I, I not only uh, to prove to the NBA that, and the and at least maybe, maybe to themselves of anything that they may have struggled against uh, good teams, quality teams this year, but they can still get the job done. That is concerning. But you kind of have to say, okay, well, you know what? Is it fair? They don't have Kawhi. They, they're they not going to have Kyle Anderson tonight. Um, you got a, um, a, a Tony Parker who is banged up, uh, coming off surgery, that is, and looking good, by the way. You know, not, not to knock on him. He's been playing really, really good in the five games. This team, this Spurs team, um, has to show Boston, the rest of the league, Warriors, Thunder, Rockets, that um, this is a team to be reckoned with. And their 17-8 and eight record is, is uh, legit, and they need this win in there. But I worry about that because even in those 17 wins, John, they've also struggled, even though they got the wins. And I, at the end of the day, a win is a win no matter how you get it. But against Miami, they spotted them 35 points to start the game. They they could not run a play at all to close out the Thunder game when they lost on the road. They had three great opportunities to put the Thunder away, and they blew it uh, with a depleted team. So, yeah, you're right. This uh, team is in desperate need of a signature win, and I think that has to come tonight against Boston. All right. We'll see if it does. I think the Celtics are going to win but I'm sure you think the Spurs are going to win. So let's just wrap up by telling the folks <laughs> where to find all of your stuff. My stuff can be found on Locked On Spurs. Uh, it is um, your nonstop shop for everything silver and black. Uh, I run it by myself. I don't have the luxury like John has. <laughs> <laughs> you must be some days be stretching and be like, ah, I want to take the day off. This is great. Hey, Eat. look, sometimes sometimes you need a little bit of a break, uh, but you are. You're doing it by yourself, so you're doing a lot of work. And you're doing, like, News for San Antonio. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I am also the uh, Spurs uh, lead writer at News4SanAntonio.com and Fox29SanAntonio.com. You can find all the writing that I do for them from game previews to Lockdown Spurs and Lockdown Celtics. You with John and so much more. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone or email me at jeffgarcia74 at gmail.com. Let's talk about tonight's game. Let's, let's talk about how the Spurs are going to just decimate Boston because I really want to hear what you have to say. So, <laughs> again, email me at jeffgarcia74 at gmail.com. I can't believe you just trash talk Celtics fans and then gave you out your email address. You are so screwed. I know. You are that's so, so screwed. RIP your inbox. Uh, Remember, this is the second. <laughs> no, 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 but, but no, I, have, I have nothing but respect for Boston. But I mean, when that ball goes no, out, know, that's all I out know. the window. Of course, of course, of course. It's just how it is. Uh, um, this is the second podcast that Jeff and I have done. We recorded another podcast with a whole lot more. Like, I, there's a lot more game analysis in that one. We talk about, and we really get down to a lot more nitty gritty plays and things that the Celtics might do. So, 
it's not just us going through this same thing. It's a very different podcast, and it's another half hour or so. So you've got two podcasts to listen to if you want, and they're both, I would like to say, think uh, pretty good. So go to Locked On Spurs as well and listen to that podcast when it's posted, and, and hopefully you enjoy a combined hour-long conversation with Jeff and myself about the Celtics and the Spurs and this huge Friday night game on ESPN. Uh, if you are a Spurs fan who has come on over and is listening to us as part of part two, if you're like doing what Jeff sent you over here, then welcome. Thank you. If you want to keep up with the Locked On Celtics podcast, go search for Locked On Celtics wherever you found Locked On Spurs. We are there too. Give us a rating. Give us five stars. Tell all your friends, everybody. Let them know that they should be listening to us, the Locked On Celtics Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.